substitute teacher Mr. Tinman. Now first assignment today is what you want to be when you grow up. So we're going to go around the room. You over there with the Afro puffs. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'm thinking about a hairstylist or like a designer. Those are some pretty good professions. And you over there in the Marlins jersey. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a baseball player. Well, that's a pretty awesome profession as well. And you over there sitting there with Tierra. What would you like to be when you grow up? I want to be a pilot. Oh, that's a pretty crafty profession. And you, back there with the bus saw dreads. Yo! What would you like to be when you grow up? Uh, I want to be a motherfucking soldier. You better ask somebody. Hi, Good night. Evening, whatever you want to call it. Welcome back to another special edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. You're asking, yo, T, what makes this a special edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast? What makes this any different than any other podcast? Well, this one is a Pod Bean X exclusive. <laughs> Which means that, you know what? This isn't going through as conventional methods of me of, of, of this pushing it through the website like I normally do. Doesn't mean that you won't be able to find the re-ear on the website. It just means that we ain't going live through the website. We decided to try out one of our new methods of, of live delivery, and that is through the Podbean's live method. So we're gonna do it through there today. So you know what today is. Today's gonna be today is November 20th, and this is only the first show of the day that we are going to do. We got another one coming back at you at 8.07 p.m. later on tonight. So in case you're wondering, yeah, it's pretty damn early or depending on how you're looking at it, it's pretty damn late. It is 12.23 at night. Basically, folks, we are burning the midnight oil. If you want to, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but we may just call this the midnight love hour. Are you just just keep ah you just keep ah you just keep i'm about to hit you with some of that with some of that barry miami white if you know what i mean i like the tony montana i like the party like i'm tony montana i like the pounding like i'm tony montana i like the party like i'm tony Montana, haha, like I'm the same, one of those Barry White kind of nights. I'm just saying that's not the kind of energy what I have today. You are, you guys already know what I do. Smoke weed every day. So, 
We got a lot to talk about today. And you know what? The reason why we're giving you two shows, because you know what? Later on tonight, we got some special guests coming on in the show. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if we're going to be able to even get into what we're going to normally, what we normally like to get into. So you know what? Today is your show. At least the football portion of your show. So we're going to get right into it because... I don't know how it's feeling around the rest of the country, but right about now, right about now, it is just about 60 degrees out here in South Florida. It's really it's feeling kind of nice. I have the window open. I have the fan off, though. And every once in a while, I catch myself trying having to wear some socks. But you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So Let's start talking. My T Sports. Whew, back at it like a sports fanatic. So, I know there's been a lot of things that's been going on um, in, in the world of sports today. And I don't know if I want to touch on all of it because you know what? I don't know if we're going to have the time today. This show is 100% only going to be an hour-long show. And as you may already know, it takes us 10 minutes just to get through the intro alone. So this is actually going to be a 70-minute show. <laughs> yeah, I prepared for my craziness because you know what? I didn't want to have a test show. And listen, things are already going to be going crazy, right? Things are already going to be going crazy. And I can't have the show being cut off just because we ran out of time. So, how we want to start the show? How do we want to start the show today, as we always first do? First of all, first of all, please, please. We're going to get right into it. We're going to get right into it. There's one little nugget. About, about what I'm going to give you more than anything else. And I'm going to keep talking about this until we actually talk about it in a bunch of, a bunch, a bunch of fans that you already know is going to poo-poo on, on the fact that he is back. I'm going to tell you one thing. We're going to start off. Actually, this is actually how we're going to solve the show. First of all, first of all, please, please. Brian Windhorst is a, is a hater and a dick rider. Double entendre intended. So... That's all we have to say. That's exactly how we're going to start the show. So we're going to start right into We're going to go right into week 11 because week 11, Green Bay's on a bar. One of the top teams in the league. New York Giants are on a bar. One of the most popular teams in the league in the biggest markets, but one of the worst teams in the league. Seattle Seahawks is on a bar. Another one of the one of the Grand Stales teams in the league, and just like Green Bay, they have a Seattle has a quarterback on their team that is in the talk for MVP this year. And then we also have the Tennessee Titans, and I can't tell you who the hell is the quarterback for them. Is is it Tannehill? Is it Mariota? You tell me, because put it this way: all I know, it's irrelevant. 
And you know who it isn't? It isn't Colin Kaepernick. So to be honest with you, first of all, first of all, we're gonna still actually be talking about Colin Kaepernick today, right? And I know, and I know how most of you guys feel about Colin Kaepernick. And if you're saying anything outside of the fact that he took a knee for for social justice and and police brutality and you decide to focus on anything else outside of that then you really need to check your general psyche because really you're just feeding into the collusion i'm not even going to have that conversation with you because i don't understand what point you're going to make go ahead and make them if you want to call into the show call into the show there's always opportunity to talk to call into the show if you want to write into the show write into the show there's always opportunity to write into the show and i see you there over there while i'm watching the show right now everybody that's listening like if you if you look any other way into Kaepernick, then you're you're just you're just allowing yourself to to basically be blinded to to hopefully blind whatever hypocrisies that you generally do have or blind spots that you may have. But we're not here to but we're not here to talk about about Kaepernick. What's going on, B? I see you. I see you. Somebody wants me to answer. I answer. I see you. But Colin Kaepernick had one of the rare opportunities to have an NFL workout for a player that's already been in the NFL for about a decade very recently. And obviously the reason why he had to have an NFL workout is because he has been out of the NFL for, what, three years now? Nobody has seen him in front of a, um, none of us seen him behind the NFL line, none of us seen him in front of an NFL audience, and nobody has seen him actually throw behind, you know, actually hop behind center and actually throw the quarterback and act, throw the ball and actually take a hit. So they put him through what is the regular NFL drills that you that that you will probably see in a, in a t-shirt and 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 shorts. But it's a whole bunch of turns and twists that ha start happening, right? First of all, let, let's let's all admit one thing first, right? Before we even get into the Kaepernick part, there was something that was obviously fishy. There was something that was very that was obviously very last minute ish there was something that was very not convenient about this whole entire kaepernick workout situation which you know what fine fair enough for most of you you'll probably hear the fact that oh though they gave him a chance which ultimately is the case is that the nfl still went out their way and they gave him a chance was it a chance to play football this year after you've had already a dozen or so quarterback changes probably not but what one of the things that it was was because a lot of NFL owners didn't a lot of NFL owners, a lot of NFL GMs, a lot of a lot of NFL coaches, a decent amount of NFL personnel didn't want to be the first individuals to bring Kyle Kaepernick into their facility and truly work him out and see how that was going to um, that backlash was getting just for a workout. So they conducted a they, they conducted a, a almost a league wide workout with twenty eight different team representatives or representatives from different teams was going to be there. And Kaepernick, after getting there, doesn't like the rhetoric and the waiver that they were referring, they were asking him to sign. Doesn't like how the NFL basically have said that they could a doctor on his own um, the film on it, or they'll do their own editing, mind you. And he also didn't like that he also was going to work with people that he was unfamiliar with. 
Cool, cool, cool. Basically, the like the unfamiliar wide receivers thing, I could I could understand in a way, right? Because once again, this is not about Callan Kaepernick getting a job this year. It's all about to see if anybody was kind of willing, because you know nobody's going to bring him in this year. If anybody's going to bring him in this year, he would have been brought in this year. Sorry, out of all these quarterbacks that got a, I got a shot, he would have been brought in this year. But it did at least say, at the very bare minimum, that we may consider giving you a shot next year. And ultimately, it does add one little wrinkle into it, is that the NFL gets to say, like, hey, we gave this dude a shot. He just really didn't muster up. Cool. I doubt that would have happened. That he wouldn't have gotten at least a one, at least some kind of offer next year, whether it was a was was a was a backup position. And then they probably would have tried something else and say like, "Hey, okay, he just wasn't getting this offer, so we had to cut him. He wasn't worth it." But Callan Kaepernick, either probably seeing a bigger writing on the wall or just being foolish, one of the two, changes the venue of his workout. Now, this causes basically his numbers to dwindle by what from 28 to either, I think they said to either eight or four. Representatives, not a got opportunity to see you. Now, anytime somebody sees film, you don't have now a representative of almost every team. Now you have a representative of what, a third of the league, a fourth of the league? Well, before you had a general good mass majority of the league. So even when the NFL said, Hey, we're going to edit this film and we're going to send it. The individuals that was there, I would hope that they would also be the individuals that re that's reviewing this film whenever it's sent to whichever team. And if there was anything that would have been wrong there, they would have pointed like, oh, no, 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 something's wrong here. Like, he didn't look this bad. I promise you that, that, that there's something weird going on with this film. Like, they're, they're showing an overabundance amount of, 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 of miscues. Also, Callan Kaepernick was offered the per se the opportunity to receive this very same edited video for his approval even before I'm not sure now this that this very last statement that I just said that very, that very last phase even before I'm assuming it's before it was sent over to the NFL owners and teams and if that's the case then if you saw any discrepancies in there, then you could have had everything re-edited or still have your people there and then send your copy since theirs wasn't going to be sufficient. But Callan Kaepernick did everything that was going to be technically against the grain. And with against the grain things, especially as you've seen with Callan Kaepernick, they don't really end too well. And just like he wasn't in the league for these last three years, I don't anticipate Callan Kaepernick being in the league for the next three years. And by his actions, I'm not quite sure that he wants to be in the league, to be honest with you. I'm really not sure if he want, Callan Kaepernick even wants to be in the league anymore. I think at this current point in time, His movement, his statement, and everything that he has stood for while he'll rather he'll like to have some of that NFL money as backing. Yeah, it's better off without them. Because it continuously showed that blind spot of ignorance that they did that they continue to show in regards to this matter. So listen, 
I don't want to spend too much time of my time talking about Kaepernick or your time talking about Kaepernick. So you know, I wanted to say that, listen, he was given an opportunity. And I understand, and I even, even part of me still understands why his paranoia would have caused him to be like, well, listen, I don't trust anything that you guys are doing or, or the way about this. Everything that sounds a little bit fishy, and I'm going to do this my way. But there's always room for compromise somewhere. And to be honest with you, I don't think that he they would have I don't think Kaepernick would have liked anything the NFL would have proposed. The stadium being set up just miles away, the his own media and an own media team and own outlet being there, the apparel that was worn, as we always bring up his apparel. It, it said that this was a staged event and it, the moment that they heard that the NFL wanted to do this in this one place con in, in, in any way, shape or form, it was like, no, no, no. They were going to they were going to make this as inconvenient for the NFL as they probably seen that the NFL was trying to make this as inconvenient for them. And the only thing I have to say about that is that you're not making it an inconvenient for the NFL at that point. But you were making it inconvenient for the team representatives that supported you. And that may be where it's, it's probably going to be your biggest fall, Kaepernick. And probably why you may not get back into the league is that you didn't make anything difficult for the NFL a while ago. Like you did, you did three years ago. You're not doing it now. Anything you do is not moving the needle for the NFL. Is not causing them money. You no longer play in the league. You're you're a former disgruntled employee. That's all what you are. Anything that you do now is really what everybody wanted you to do initially. And when I say everybody, everybody that had an issue with what you were doing is that you were not kneeling during the national anthem. That you were taking your message and you were trying to and you were trying to get it across during any of your own platforms that isn't the NFL. Which, as you've learned isn't quite such big of a platform anymore. So what you did, and by making it inconvenient for the NFL, you really made it inconvenient for the individuals that, rep that, that supported you around the league. And by doing that, you may have guaranteed that you won't get into the league and that your message will never be heard again on that platform the way that you want it to. Congratulations, Mr. Kellen Kaepernick. I don't want to say that you played yourself. I'm just hoping everything works out the way that you anticipated. We're going to take a very quick break. Like I said, we don't got a lot of time to dilly-dally. Got to go, got to show some love to the school that made all of this possible for me, meaning that help, help continue to drive the spark and help perfect the perfect me being able to bring this across the airways. Now, listen, I do this on a podcast now, but trust me, trust me. One of these motherfucking big wig stations are going to holler at your boy because you know what? I got the smoke. It's the Brooklyn bus. So your boy, Talon Thomas Taylor, I'm going to go take a quick break. Holler at your boy. This is the FD News Night. I'm Gennady. And I'm Taylor. We'll say goodnight.
1964, Connecticut School of Broadcasting has helped place thousands of people just like you in radio, television, and new media careers. You'll learn it all in a hands-on environment in a matter of months, not years. To take a tour of a campus in your area or to find out if a career in broadcasting is right for you, call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. This is I'm still your host, the only talent, Joe Martilla. If you're listening right now, that means you're listening live on Podbean, not on, on MightySports.net, where you can normally find the podcast live every Wednesday night at 8.07 p.m. Or you can catch all the re-ears normally. You can catch all the re-ears here on Podbean, too. Part of the reason why I'm utilizing them, because Podbean, I got to give them a shout-out. They have been the number one driving force that has helped me get my, 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 my podcast to the people the way that I've wanted it to after all these years. Five years, B. Five motherfucking five years. So... Want to give a big shout out to Podbean because that's where that's where the pod, that's where the podcast is at today live. But don't worry if you, if you didn't if you weren't able to catch this random live podcast at twelve o'clock in the morning. Don't worry, the re ear will be up not only on Podbean but also on the website. And I'm hope you listen to this already because that means I was able to get it out there before by the time you wake up, which means that I put in a couple of long hours. I Meaning nobody don't bother me until ten. You hear me, Nat? Do you hear me, Nat? I love you with all my heart. Listen, but no, no, no. You gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk a little bit later. Call me on your lunch break. So, week eleven of the NFL is officially wrapped up. And when I say wrapped up, I mean it is wrapped up a whole lot better than Philip Rivers has ever wrapped up in the bedroom. Because we know there's two things that Philip Rivers cannot do. That is pull out in the bedroom and pull out victories on the field. We're going to talk about him a little bit later because if I'm already alluding to that, that means that he must have lost again. So, Without any further ado, we have the mighty sports picks for week 11. And the first pick that we had was Pittsburgh going up against Cleveland. And, of course, we picked Pittsburgh to come away with this victory. And we couldn't have been more wrong. Because Cleveland takes the bottom out of Pittsburgh as they come out with a victory with 21 to 7. Yes, folks, the steel curtain looks like it may be a little rusty. And listen, even though they may have a 500 record, we are going to give all of the big ups in the world to Coach Tomlin and what he has done in the course of two years after losing his best wide receiver, who's no longer in the league, his best running back, who is on a losing team, and his best best quarterback who was at home sucking his thumb so to you mike tomlin to you because for somehow you are holding this together listen for what the jets have to be majorly healthy i mean except for that that one stretch where the quarterback had mono but i mean for the most part i wish the jets were at least at a 500 record but you know what if you can't be good at least be bad enough to get good players and that's the only thing that we can hope for next up we had atlanta take on carolina and this is probably going to be a game that we talk about a little bit later on because i already know how you sue boo at Atlanta fans are 
dirty bird and all over the place. I understand that you must have heard the podcast over the last couple of weeks, and you must have heard how I must have been talking about you guys, and they, and you must have passed it on to your boy. And for two weeks in a row, you said, hey, these guys are really, really, really disrespecting you, my G. Yo, 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 yo. They really not, not, not even not even picking you to pick, you know what I'm saying, anything, my body, my nigga, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to have to move, bitch, and get out the way because we're different area codes. We're going to come out with this W. It don't matter where we go. And Atlanta goes into Carolina, and Atlanta stows that they still have some wind underneath their wings as they pull out a 29 to three victory over Carolina as they were able to get that ball to Calvin Ridley eight times for 143 yards and folks I'm gonna count them off oh no yes folks just one like the end of the game I started back in one yes folks haven't really came away with one touchdown and I know you want a little bit of Julio Jones support after I told you last week that Julio Jones only had three catches on 11 targets well it looks like he had up redeeming himself and he brought those numbers a little bit inverse now while he didn't get 11 targets he did get eight of them he was able to reel in six of them the rest of his matters don't matter don't matter don't matter don't matter because it wasn't over 100 yards i was just showing you guys a little bit of love that's it don't expect it too often now, back up, we have Dallas going down to be up against Detroit. And, folks, we thought that Dak Prescott was going to be able to pull away this victory. And, oh, yes, Dak Prescott keeps Dallas alive. And he reminds us of something that Jimmy Jones said in the beginning of the year. Zeke who? Zeke who? No, I I'm sorry. I'm just playing. No, 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 no. You for serious? Zeke who? Because Ezekiel Elliott, ever since getting his money, has looked like the biggest version of fat and sassy that you can speak and you can speak of. If a, if Ezekiel Elliott is no longer the running back that they that that they need, then not only is he being a big waste of money, he's gonna end up being a big waste of talent. And the bad thing about it is gonna show up in Dak Prescott doing now getting all of the credit like he like as he should be as he's been putting in monster numbers these last couple of weeks granted some of them hasn't been against supreme talent because well last week's victory who did they play dallas came away with a victory against okay number nine no 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 i lie they played minnesota last week and then this put and then this week they play Detroit. Now, Detroit, you can sneeze at Detroit. But Minnesota is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> like, you can sneeze all over Detroit. I'm talking about without covering your mouth, making sure you have a like a fresh bottle of water in there and everything, and just spew all over all over Detroit. I'm just saying, when you go a season without winning a game, you, just, you, you deserve to be sneezed at. But Minnesota, not so much. And they did end up pulling that victory. Dak Prescott had put a monster yard. I think he had a over. I think he had. I think he had almost a four hundred yard game that um, um last week. This week he he was able to prove a lot of the same, because as we figure out, Zeke who, Dak Prescott's like yo. I am the man. No one understands me but my woman. Dak. Yeah, you're damn right. Because Dak Prescott passed that ball 46 times. 29 completions. 
but for but he was over here sounded like he was in the wendy's meal let me get a four for four what let me get the four for four he put up 444 yards yes folks he hit him with the wendy special and to add that off he added a number three with no drink because folks there was three interceptions and no sorry three touchdowns and no interceptions yes folks that man did it all he got that ball to Michael Gallup nine times for 140 yards, and he also found Randall Cobb four additional times for 115 yards and one touchdown. The Dallas Cowboys improved to six and four, they keep up that top spot in the NFC East as they try to pull away from Philadelphia, who has a tough matchup against the. Greatest cheaters of all time. But it's not the one we're talking about yet. Jacksonville takes on Indy. And that's such a, we were wrong about Carolina. We were right about Dallas. We were wrong about Jacksonville. We don't have a lot of L's. That's the last one, folks. So if you end up listening to the Mighty Picks last week, then you know what? You made yourself some money. 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 My picks were, they were all, I mean, B Buffalo, then Baltimore, Minnesota, and the Jets, New Orleans, San Fran, Oakland, New England. LA Rams, Kansas City. I mean, you talk about it, no pity. Oh my picks, they were tough, they were gritty, but we winning, we winning. Ain't no sinning, no sinning. Yeah, money, money, money. So let's continue to talk about the rest of these picks, right? Because, yeah, listen, Indiana, they, they, they failed us. Jacksonville went, Jacksonville failed us, actually. See, this is one of those weird things. We have Indiana highlighted. Jacksonville is the team that we actually picked. I don't know who I actually picked, but we know we're going to say that was an L. And Indiana jacks up the Jaguars, folks. And this was a big loss, 33 to 13. All right. Jonathan Williams, 13, 116 yards. Marlon Mack, 14, 109 yards. I mean, you just talk about it. And they did it. And they did it in a bludgeonous way, folks. And oh, man. The game that happened down here in South Florida, nothing can be sweeter than to see a senorita that is mourning over her Dolphins loss. Because that means that she is vulnerable to take the... And I am going to be sorry to say, folks, because if you are a Miami Dolphins fan, I mean, talking about insult to injury. Let's talk about insult to injury. Let's talk about insult to injury. Because we not only did you take an L to Buffalo, right? As we both picked Buffalo to win 37 to 20, right? As Buffalo keeps Miami sleeping with the fishes between nine reception, 137 yards, and two touchdowns by Josh Brown. 
but to flip it over from the professional level down to the collegiate level. We also had Tunga got a tongue twister. Well, now, folks, Tunga no longer has a tongue twister. Tunga Bailoa got a torn tibula. Folks, no, I'm just joking, but he did break his Hip, folks, yes, folks. Tunga Tunga Tagaloa end up end up end up breaking his hip in a game that his team actually end up losing to as well. I believe I don't remember seeing the, actually the score of that game. I just know that he went down for the count, and as he went down, so did all of the hopes and dreams of all of the millions and the millions of Miami. I'm sorry, I may have over exaggerated the hundreds and hundreds of Miami. Miami Dolphins fans because all of that tanking for Tua went really down the toilet bowl. And now you are going to have to be praying to Jesus that you get Jalen Hurst. Yes, folks. Listen, I don't understand why they were tanking for Tua. We looked at it already this season. We've been talking about it. This is now Tango Tua. Tango Tua. I'm sorry. Tua Tua, 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 his tibula. Right? This is now at least what the third or fourth injury that he has ha now had over the last two years, and I, I don't even remember if he was healthy or not during during his full rookie season when he came in and out sporadically. This is not. So, I mean, and he's just gonna keep on going up against bigger, faster, stronger individuals, right? That are gonna come out there and they're gonna wanna hurt him, wanna put a whip. But listen. You are no longer going to go up against anybody your size in the NFL. Nobody your size is in the NFL. You are the smallest man on the field at any given time, unless you're on the field the same time that the kicker is on the field. And depending on which on, on which kicker you're talking about, even that motherfucker is bigger than you. So, Tunga got a tongue twister. Didn't think he was going to last in the NFL anyway with with us with 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 the skill level that he had and also his injury history and now with this latest injury he's i definitely think he's gonna fall out of the first round and i don't see why he even gets drafted before the third round to be honest with you Granted, he's gonna get drafted in the third round. Um, at at bare minimum, nobody's gonna allow him to drop to the fourth round. But Tunga got a tongue twister. Should not be a first round quarterback, a second round quarterback, and barely a third round quarterback. That's if maybe you're drafted in the second half of the uh, of the third round. He does not seem like a waste of that talent. Jalen Hurst, oh yeah, that kid from LSU, oh yeah. Daniel Jones, I'm sorry, he's already been drafted and he plays for the New York Giants. But even him, I'm worried about those interceptions, those Jameis Winston kind of number-like interceptions, they scare me. But nothing should scare you more than Houston versus Baltimore. This game, we thought this was going to be the game of the week. Because we thought this was going to be a shootout and instead end up being a game of the week for a completely different reason. It is because Mr. New Era shines. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please let me properly introduce him. Uh, now I would like to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, the legend, the MVP front runner, Big Trust, woo woo, in the flesh. 
Yes, sir. New Era ain't apparel. You heard it. New Era ain't in apparel. And folks, it is official. I didn't know what to call Mr. Mr. Lightning Rod Lamar Jackson. I mean, Mr. Lightning Jackson was going to be one, but we should, we can call him Lightning Lightning Jackson. We could call him Mr. New Era. We could call, listen based off the fact that he does. I feel like he does have lightning on his chest. You could call him Mr. Incredible, as far as I care. Those are going to be one of the three names that we're probably going to refer to Lamar Jackson, Mr. Incredible, New Era, and lightning jackson which eh, doesn't really quite have a bell but yeah that boy is that electrifying i don't want to find i don't want to leave out electricity folks he led his team to a 41 to 7 blowout over houston who has deshaun watson that does almost every single thing that lamar jackson can do folks they got that ball to their tight end eight times, 112 yards. Unfortunately, no touchdown. That's okay. I'm saying that because I had him in fantasy and I was still able to pull out the win because of what San Francisco did with their defense, and I'm hungry again. But Baltimore, <sighs> once again, they're number one of those games where not a lot of plays over 100 yards, but a lot of production. And I've said this in – the Kansas City game. I believe Houston and Baltimore may have played once already this season because I feel like I said this already for Baltimore versus Houston, but I know I definitely said this for Kansas City. And what I said was that this defense for Baltimore was scary for one simple thing. We saw how Baltimore looked when they played Kansas City, how that defense looked, right? We saw how that Baltimore defense, and, and I point out Kansas City more than anybody else, but we saw how they looked when they played New England, right? We saw how Baltimore looked when they have taken on every single quarterback. And I like the fact that it happened again. Listen, even when they played Arizona, we saw how they looked. And I and I bring up and I want and I want to keep bringing up a lot of these mobile quarterbacks. Like I said, like Patrick Mahomes. Like Deshaun Watson. Like Kyler, I should have played baseball Murray. I, I keep wanting to bring up a lot of these mobile quarterbacks because when a lot of when the rest of the league has a hard time catching Deshaun Watson, when the rest of the league has a hard time catching Patrick Mahomes, when the rest of the league has a hard time catching oh my God, he's obviously he lets me off my name Russell Wilson. And so on, and the rest of these other mobile quarterbacks on in the league. You know who doesn't have a hard time catching up to these mobile quarterbacks? The Baltimore Ravens defense. And you know why? When you're chasing around Lamar Jackson all all week in practice, 
all year in practice. Catching Patrick Mahomes seems like cake. Catching Deshaun Watson seems like cake. Catching Kyle should have played baseball. Murray seems like cake. Catching Russell Wilson, well, he's a little bit smarter than that, and 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 he has a really good scheme. But Tom Brady's basically a stationary target meant for the picking. Could you imagine if Baltimore played played the New York Giants while Eli was still behind center? Could you have imagined the massacre that would have taken place? Oh, no. Nah, that wouldn't have flown. That wouldn't have flown at all. So Baltimore is looking good. And Baltimore is, is, is has not only crept back into my top five, but with only two losses. Now with wins against New England. Wins against Houston. A tough loss against Seattle. Wins against... No, I think another loss against Kansas City, maybe. That's four of the top teams that you consider being in Super Bowl contention. That's not a bad. That's not a bad record to come out two and two, especially with the way they've looked at some of those victories. And I kept on telling you, we just kept on, we just kept on getting, we just kept on knocking these picks out the park. Denver went into Minnesota. We was right about that. Minnesota came out with a victory, twenty-seven to twenty-three. They was able to headbutt their skull away. And they got that ball to Stephon Diggs only five times, one hundred twenty-one yards and one touchdown. New York Jets even put, even found a way to put out a victory. It was even right about that. New York Jets improved three and seven as as New York Jets continue in their portion of the of the schedule. That made Jets fans hopeful that they could even make it to the playoffs. It's not gonna happen, fam. But you, you could keep wishing. They beat up on Washington, a team that they should beat up on, a team that had a rookie quarterback in there. Made the, made the rookie quarterback struggle. Not to mention when you play t- when the New York Jets are playing teams sim- that are just as bad as them. That's when New York Jets superior talent on their team the few that they have shine and good that's when they should shine they beat the washington redskins woohoo 34 to 17 you don't see me making a big whoop about it new orleans was able to finally get back on track as Jameis winston resorted back to exactly who he was and you know exactly who you thought Jameis winston was i don't have to i don't have to bring it up again here it's a turnover chain, turnover chain, turnover chain, turnover chain. Yes, I understand that's not the school that he played for, but that's all he does. Well, while 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 we have quarterbacks like Drew Brees, all he does is win, 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 and he's basically trying to play redemption after he's lost a couple of games after Teddy Bridgewater basically had that game winning, um, losing no games except for the one that they that he swapped out for. But they came out there and he slugged it out. Michael Thomas, eight receptions, hundred fourteen yards, one touchdown, and folks. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona Cardinals and their quarterback, Kyler. I should have played baseball. Murray went into San Francisco, took on. Well, you already know what you have to take on when you're going to San Francisco. And that is the do hellid one-eyed monster of Mr. Oh. They took. Oh yeah, they had to go and take some Jimmy, folks. And not only did they have to take some Jimmy, but afterwards they had to even had to hear about it because you know what happens. Or insert your favorite player that should have played baseball. The result that you get is a thirty-six to twenty-six victory, folks. Jimmy J, folks. Name, say it again. Jimmy, 
To be honest, she was only outdoed by one person and one person only, and that was Mr. Dak. I played for the Dallas Cowboys, Prescott, folks, and Mr. Dallas Prescott. I mean, and Mr. Jimmy G came away. He passed that ball 45 times. Yeah, that was, that was 45 good sl um, um, sl slinging times. That was one less time than Dak Prescott. But he had more recept He had more completions than Dak Prescott, 34 of them versus Dak Prescott's 29. And in hindsight, he came away with, 20 less yards than that. So we're saying that Jimmy G put up that 4-2-4. Sounds like a, it sounds like to me that while that Prescott is in the Wendy's menu ordering the four by four, the 4-4-4, four, 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 Jimmy G is over here giving people the 4 by 4 <laughs> I'm just saying we have priorities here, people. Jimmy Jimmy is over here looking at a 4 by 4 424 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. May I say any more? No, I do not. He was able to get that ball to his boy Debo Samuel for name like Debo Samuel. I'm hoping that you was able to get some toe jacks, some toe tag swag, get a couple of one-hand catches, and even rip the ball out of somebody with a name like Debo. If you ain't ripped the ball straight out of somebody's arms, I'm just saying, though, then you need to learn from the Talib, Talib Kuli school of chain snatching. He came away with, folks, eight receptions, 134 yards, and no touchdowns, folks. Next up, we had Cincinnati going into Oakland. And you know what? We talked about teams that all they do is win, 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 no matter what. Well, you know what? Cincinnati, all they do is sin, 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 no matter what, because they haven't seen a victory since last year sometime and folks that wouldn't change place they will get the banana wide to shit split out of them as the oakland raiders will beat them 17 to 10 jocks jason will get that ball 23 times for 112 yards folks and then next are we going to the game where the new england cheaters take on sorry folks the cheating chowder that is take on the philadelphia eagles and unfortunately this bird will not be flying high today as they were shot down in each wing and then had their legs clipped and their beaks pulled back by the new england pages as they took a 17 to 10 loss in a game where tom brady was just disgusted by his offense i don't know why you can't find a way to make this man happy when his team is only has what was that one loss sits to eight and one and the only one loss they took was to lamar lightning jackson lamar new era jackson lamar i'm sorry i think i forgot one of your names already no i didn't not we call you mr incredible jackson who mr jackson if you're nasty and folks that boy is nasty but, folks, we ain't talking about him today, folks. We're going to move right on to Chicago taking on LA. And, folks, we were right about this, too, as, listen, we don't know what's going on with Mitchell Trubisky, but we just know that we can't pick him to win games, folks, anymore. The Chicago Bears will lose this one 17-7, folks, with no real highlight place to mention because, you know what, this ain't the section for your participation awards. And, folks, the Monday night game was Kansas City versus the LA Chargers, folks. And in a game where Philip Rivers would end up throwing four interception, it throws that the guy with 869,000 kids cannot pull out one more thing. And that is a W to save his life, folks. His team takes another L. The Kansas City Chiefs improved to seven and four, folks, as they hope to get themselves a, a, 
a wild card spot as we already listen we know we already kind of know how philip rivers is we don't see any late runs coming in philip rivers future we don't see any late pushes coming up in philip rivers future we just seen an early deposit to the home bank so he can go inside the sperm bank i'm sorry i should never talk about another person's wife like that but when you have 249 kids i'm just saying there's a deposit being made on a regular i'm not gonna call you a bank but man oh there are a lot of deposits being loaded <laughs> folks that is all of our picks for week 11 and you know what that means you know what that means it means that we get to shift gears and go right into week 12 of the nfl for folks you know what it is time for you to get out your pens and it's time for you to get out your paper because listen i understand you got to go see your bookie a little bit later so the mighty picks are coming out for you right now are these the winning picks no these are just the picks and you know what since they are just the picks and i want like and i want to call them tips and i really just want an excuse to play this sound so you know what the mighty fantasy football tips not winning tips just tips tips just the tip just the tip just the tip let's just say what i want involves much more than just the tips just the tips what i want is much more than just the tips so <clears throat> we have our thursday night game the first night game is going to feature indiana going into houston and folks we ain't going to take any gripes about this deshaun watson i don't see him taking two losses in a row i see him wanting to take that want to go ahead and redeem himself after they lost to mr lightning jackson after they lost to mr new era as they lost to mr incredible himself mr lamar jackson and the baltimore ravens we fly so high and you know this be more so in this particular case i see them coming away with a victory they ain't gonna take that l oh let me back up let me back up let me back up the brinks truck this week on a bye for everybody that needs to know first off we have arizona and their quarterback you already know the name kyla i should have played baseball murray following them we have kansas city and mr pat Trick and you know what? I am sorry, Mahomes. You are yesterday, Patrick. I am yesterday news, Mahomes. I apologize. I don't mean to do this to you, but listen here, Mac Daddy Holmes. There is a new sheriff in town, and he has a lightning tricker, and we call him Mr. Jackson because he happens to be that nasty. And talking about nasty, somebody else on a, on a bye week is actually somebody that actually should sit his ass down somewhere, and that is Mr. I have never pulled out of any situation I have ever been into. And yes, that is the L.A. Chargers and their quarterback, Philip poppy reverse big poppy that is and next up we also have minnesota taking a bye week folks we don't have no clever names for the family member cousins but they're also gonna take a take a take a take a seat with their mediocre ass quarterback that is see how they've had this quarterback since adrian peterson adrian peterson is now on the 
now playing for Washington. That's how bad that is. So now let's move on. As we have Denver going to take Buffalo, and you know what? <clears throat> I say that we don't know if Denver, if Buffalo is a second-half team yet because of how Buffalo has looked in the past. Well, you know what? If Buffalo keeps playing teams like Denver, and if they keep playing teams like who, who, who did they play last week? If they, if they keep playing playing teams like Miami, then of course I have no choice but to keep picking them to win games. So you know what? I have Buffalo winning this game as well. Man, next week when they play Dallas, things are going to be interesting. Now I told you I didn't have any faith in picking this team, and they're really going to test my mental here as the New York Giants go ahead and take on Chicago. Actually, I'm lying. They ain't testing shit. I'm going with the G-Man. I'm going for the Giants to go ahead and stomp the Bears and come out with some new fur skin loafers on their feet. Why on their feet? Because that's the only place that a bear can fit on a giant is on his feet. Get the fuck out of here. Next up, we have Pittsburgh taking on Cincinnati, and I expect Coach Tomlin to coach his way to a masterful victory over a team that isn't even trying to win anymore. Next up, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. We have the Miami I Sleep with the Fishes Dolphins taking on Cleveland Doodoo Browns and their old dirty player, Old Dell Beckham, and their pastry chef, Baker Mayfield. And you know what, folks, with all of those nicknames, we just gotta go with the old duty Browns because you know what we're talking about Miami here and even though the Miami Dolphins may have beat the New York Jets and I know that a garbage can may get a stake and a broken clock is right at least twice a day I'm pretty sure the Cleveland Browns can find a way to shit on the Dolphins one more time and go ahead and pollute their waters next up we have Tampa Bay versus Atlanta and you know what in a time frame where Atlanta has gone on on to win two straight and you're thinking like oh man this is gonna be the perfect game that they come away with a victory and they're gonna be able to outshine what is going on with Jamin's Winston and Tampa Bay and put up three straight and actually look like the respectable team that we thought that they were well you know what you are going to be wrong because this is when Mr. Turnover Chain Turnover Chain Turnover Chain himself decides to put up 489 yards three touchdowns and two interceptions and and still manages to win the game. I am going Tampa Bay all the way. Bay, Bay. Boom. And after that, folks, still sticking in their division. We got Carolina going into New Orleans, folks. Ah, Bendito, I'm sorry, little pussycat. But this isn't going to be your week either. Because when the Saints... Come marching and all pussies will get fucked even if they are as I throw my fist up in the ear of Black Panther. I'm sorry, my guy, but you're going to take an L this week. We just got to hope that you also don't take a thumb up the ass. I'm going with the New Orleans Saints and that marching brand and whatever hurricane that they got coming in that is they like to downplay and just call a Drew Brees. You know, next up, we got Detroit going into Washington, and we already told you how inept Washington has been as of late, but with Detroit doing this weird thing with Matthew Stafford, well, I don't know if he's in there, and now Washington officially putting in their, their, their rookie quarterback to, to you know, 
Dwayne Haskins to finally take some snaps. You want to think that Washington can probably start winning some of these games? Well, you'll be wrong, folks. How dare you be that disrespectful to Detroit? Listen, I ain't the one to just go ahead and just start bigging up Detroit like I big up my borough. I mean, because, I mean, Detroit ain't no, Detroit ain't no, Detroit ain't no Brooklyn, you know? But, I mean, they aight. <laughs> All right, and, and and as we're talking about, about about New York, listen, we have Oakland, we got Chucky, we got the Y two banana split Sunday coming in to take on my. And if you think for a second I am going to waver, if you think for a second I am going to fall, if you think for a second I am ever going to pick up against my team when I feel like they are taking on a, a similar team when it comes to talent-wise and dysfunction, oh, no, man, frill, oh, country, I'm going to need you to skirt, skirt, and then skeet, skeet, pump the brakes, and then go fuck yourself. I'm never picking against my Jets, folks. I got them winning against the Oakland Raiders. Next up, we got Jacksonville going into Tennessee, and I swear to God, folks, I don't like to swear to God, but I swear to God, folks, I don't know who to pick between these two teams of horrificy. Like, I mean, they make bad look bad. I mean, if Michael Jackson had to sing a song about being bad after watching this, after watching these two teams play, he just may, be, may just call it, I am Jacksonville. I'm Jacksonville. You know it. Woohoo. I'm the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans. You know. Woohoo. And Who's Tennessee Titan Jaguars? I don't know who to pick here. I'm gonna go with the home team. Let's just let's just do that. Tennessee, no faith whatsoever. Dallas in New England, no faith whatsoever in Dallas, New England victory, even though I should be rooting for New England to take a loss here. Because I mean, if the New England Patriots can honestly fall to two losses, right? You are talking about you are honestly talking about them being within striking distance of the Buffalo Bills to actually possibly could sort of have an opportunity to win that division. And if that is the case, that means that means Baltimore has done their thing to also clock in that number one spot. And can you imagine? Can you imagine New England for the first time in 400 years actually not having a bye week in the first week of the playoffs? I mean, what is this world coming to? Next thing you know, you're going to tell me that LeBron is in LA and that Russell Westbrook is in Houston and that Camilla Anthony is back in Portland and somehow... Epson didn't commit suicide, but I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that would mean I'm living in a crazy world. Wait a minute. All of that is actually true. Epstein didn't commit suicide. Um, LeBron James is in L.A. Russell Westbrook is playing in Houston. Camilla Anthony is back in the league. The New England Patriots can actually lose this division. And. Just because I kind of want them to, I just I'm gonna pick Dallas, B. I am gonna pick Dallas to pick, to win this game. Now, this is one of the games that I definitely do want to see because this is the one time that I cannot play the defensive sound for this team. But the Green Bay Packers and that bad man that he had there, named Aaron A. A. Ron Rodgers, is going to go. Into San Francisco and to see how much 
He is going to see how much Jimmy that he can take and see if he can pull up with a victory in San Francisco. Now, listen, I am not going to play that Richard Sherman, that sound, because there's not one sorry individual in Green Bay. But I'm going to pick San Francisco to win this game because I want to play that sound when they win. Nothing more, nothing less. No logic, all just. But when it comes to Seattle taking on Philly, oh, no, this is complete logic. And this is complete faith in the fact that Seattle is going to go into Philly and they're going to take whatever wind that Philly has beneath their wings and they are going to shut that shit the fuck down, pull them on the mantle and call that shit the great escape. I'm sorry. I know it's I know it's I know it's illegal to hunt bald eagles and I know they're damn near extent. Well, you know what? You're gonna have to mark one more off of that extent list because the Seattle Seahawks are about to rule the skies. But folks, it doesn't matter what the Seattle Seahawks do in the sky, or the Philadelphia Eagles, or the Atlanta Falcons, or even my beloved. Because when the Baltimore Ravens and their quarterback. Now I would just like to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, the legend, the MVP front runner, Big Trust. Woo woo. In the flesh. Yes, sir. Trust. New Era 8 Apparel. Mr. New Era. <laughs> Mr. Incredible. Mr. Lightning Jackson. Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty. And his Baltimore Ravens. As they go in and take on the LA Rams and Jerry Goff. Yep. You know where we're going with this. There's, 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 not, there's not even like... It's one of the things that we don't we don't even have to play around with it. We have a we pretty much assume that Baltimore's gonna keep just running over teams. We're gonna we listen, they're gonna constantly be tested though. It's not like they're just gonna run over teams without being tested. They're gonna constantly have some tests. LA Rams is a good test for them to see if they can get past the LA Rams in LA, traveling across country, Monday night game, big stage. Everybody gets to see the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Now I would just like to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, the legend. The MVP front runner, big trust, woo woo, in the flesh. Yes, sir. Trust. New era eight apparel. Oh yeah, and folks, when Mr. Incredible goes on Monday Night Football, the whole entire world is gonna be glued in. I'm gonna be interested to see what those ratings are going to be that game. Now, I don't know if I have enough time to talk to you guys about the participation awards, but you know what? This is exactly how we're gonna end the show. So please let me get this. So we can end the show for the people. So, folks, 
you already know how we like to do it here, folks. The only way that you get mentioned, well, normally, the only way that you get mentioned on the show is if you make some kind of miraculous feat. We're talking about over 350 yards and, and, and uh, 350 yards passing for a, for a quarterback or 100 yards for a wide receiver or running back. That's the only way you get mentioned in a win for um during the last segment for your team. But you know what? We have a little participation award segment where we, uh, we go and we recognize the top five of every single topic folks so number one leading them all right i told you in the beginning that big things um happen in texas and that is no joke when it comes to dak prescott folks he went in there and he gave them the pure wendy's folks yes 444 yards three touchdowns and no interceptions we have Jimmy G, folks. Also, folks, we told you that he came with the two by four with 424 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions, folks. Then we have one more quarterback that made it into the 350 range. His name was Mr. Pullout Poppy Phillip Rivers. Folks, yep, he couldn't pull out a victory, but he was able to pull out 353 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions. I am sorry. You ain't finding fallopian tubes with that kind of record, my dude. We also had Kyler Allen, Kyle Allen from the Carolina Panthers, folks, in a loss. He was able to add 325 yards and guess what? No touchdowns, but four interceptions. And that would explain how you put up 325 yards in an L. We have Ryan Fitzpatrick, folks. Ryan Fitzpatrick for in an L for the Miami Dolphins. As you know, I don't really like to sit here. And really, really talk about the Miami Dolphins. But if you earned it, you earned it. So he got a chance. Folks, Ryan Fitzmagic, 323 yards, no touchdowns, no intercessions, just sacked seven times. That had to be tough. Out of all those quarterbacks, you know who had the lowest quarterback rating? Mr. F nope, sorry, Mr. Kyle Allen. Philip Rivers was close. Now it's time to move over to the run to the wide receivers. I'm getting there. I'm sorry. These are going to be the running backs. How much time do we have, folks? Oh, yeah, this is going to be a close one, folks. So for the running backs, we have number one out of them all, Jonathan Williams out of Indiana, folks, in a W. And, folks, listen, when you, there were only four running backs that had over 100 yards this week, folks. But well, you know what we say. We still got to get the top five out of there. First up was Jonathan Williams. 13 attempts, 116 yards, and no touchdowns for his team. I'm sorry, but at least he got the W. We have Gus Edwards for the Baltimore Ravens, folks. He had eight attempts, folks, but he was able to get 112 yards out of them. That's 14 yards per carry, and he even added a touchdown to it. I'm sorry. I said I had talked about Gus Edwards like he was the tight end. That is my bad. He wasn't the tight end. That was the rusher, and he rushed all over them boys. But just eight times. That's all it took. Just eight glorious times, folks. Okay, I'm moving on. We had Josh Jacobs from the Oakland Raiders, folks. He over there, he put up 112 yards for no touchdown, folks, on 23 attempts, folks. Getting really, really close to the bludgeon award, but he just didn't meet the criteria. 
Wait, wait, wait. Who's that up coming up next? Oh, we have Marlon return of the Mac for Indiana, folks. He touched that ball 14 times, 109 yards, folks, and added one touchdown in there as well. And Mr. Todd Gurley it comes in at number five, folks. And Mr. Todd Gurley, as he finally starts to get the amount of touches that you thought that he would be getting in the first place, folks. Oh, yeah, folks. He made the bludgeoning award. He got that ball 25 times. And unfortunately, he happened to be the only running back that didn't make it into 100 yards in our top five. And he had more attempts than all of them. Let's go figure. Listen, he had more attempts than at least two of them combined. And that, you know, it's just like that sometimes. <laughs> right? So let's keep moving on. Okay, so right on. So we have, folks, there are a lot of receivers that went over 100 yards. As there always are, folks, we are talking... Thirteen wide receivers that went over 100 yards, but you know we only care about the top five again. So first up, we had Michael Gallup for the Dallas Cowboys, folks. Nine reception, 148 yards, and no touchdowns. Okay, we got Calvin Ridley for Atlanta, folks. Dave's team also pulled out a W. He had eight receptions for 143 yards and one touchdown. We got Josh John Brown from Buffalo, folks. Nine receptions, 137 yards, and two touchdowns against the Miami sleeping with the Fishes Dolphins. But, folks, turn around is fair play because we had Devontae Parker for the Miami Dolphins get seven receptions for 135 yards. Unfortunately, he couldn't get any touchdowns, and it directly reflected in the score for his team, right? And lastly, was that lastly? Yeah, I don't know. We have Debo Samuels from San Francisco, folks. Eight touches, 134 yards, and no touchdowns. I'm sorry. No 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 And folks, that is the end of the show. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you taking out the time to listen to the podcast. You know, the number one place to normally catch the podcast is at mytsports.net. This has been your special ear and on pod being live. You know how we like to end the show. Just remember, let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation today. I am your host, Alan Thomas Taylor, the Brooklyn Bus. So, yo, and I am out of here. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My teeth!